Hello, everybody. This is episode five of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. Um, I have to admit, I was a bit bothered yesterday, and I also have to admit that I'm today's guest. I decided to be my own guest today because I have enough going in my life, and to be honest, the guest I was supposed to have canceled on me at last minute. As always, Zach Elk is here with me, my uh, my trusty sidekick. <laughs> Thanks for not standing me up. Say hi, Zach. Hi, Zach. Nice. You got it. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we were going to mess it up. I admit I kind of, I helped with the mess up. Last, last week? Yeah, last week I kind of helped with the mess up. But, you know, <laughs> last week was a great episode. I enjoyed talking to Nick Guerra and John Toll. Yeah. And it's funny because as soon as you said, like, Nick Guerra's coming in, but uh, he says he doesn't want to talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was like, yeah, I'll just kick back. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to have Nick Gare on and not have him talk. So, right. you know, he had his food. He was prepared to not talk. And then I was like, no, nah, you got to be in this. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to have John Toll on sometime on his own. I get the feeling as much as me and Nick hang out, Nick will probably be a regular. Just sometimes come in and hang out with whoever we're talking to. Yeah. It's always good having Nick. He's silly. And we got to do an episode with just John Toll and how he feels about nerds. Oh, he hates nerds too? Yeah. Don't you remember? You cracked him and that's when you went like, I won. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he okay. sounded like Ralph Wilco from The Simpsons. <laughs> I, you know, the last week's episode was a really fun one, but it's ironically enough the only one I haven't listened to yet. Oh, really? Yeah, the others I've listened to, but that one I have not listened to yet. So I will have to listen to that because I have fun listening to them again. I forget I say stuff. Like a lot of times people tell me funny things I said, and I'll be thinking in my head like I said that. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I know I know I say it because I've caught myself like on camera, like, you know, I used to do every once in a while, like a family video with my camera that I used to record my sets. Yeah. And then like later on, I'll listen to it and I'll be like, I'm ridiculous. Why would I say this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> you don't feel about that way, like with Facebook posts, do you? Like, is there anyone that let you just look back and you're like, oh, my God. No, well, I mean, like, you know, my opinions change on things. That's the other person I asked tonight, but it was like impromptu, just ask Joseph P. Larkin. Mm -hmm. And I want to have him on sometime because Joseph is very misunderstood, just like I am. Uh -huh. Like people have given this, given him this reputation. And I think unfairly, like, you know, just taking another person's side over him and making that like, OK, that's the popular story. So we're going to go with that. Or that's the more sympathetic character. But the Joseph I know, there has to be another side. Yes. Yeah, he's just way too. And so, I mean, and if he doesn't want to talk about that, we don't have to talk about that either. But just, I really wanted to have him on just because I like his perspective. And I think people would get a better idea of like what Joseph actually is instead of like the people on Facebook will turn you into a monster because you have an opinion that's different than theirs or because somebody said that you did something. And it's really not fair the way comics will get railroaded in some cases. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it, you know, like the it, that's a part of like why I said that I have plenty to talk about because yesterday I will admit I lost it at the comedy store. You lost it. Yeah, I lost it at the potluck. Um, yeah, I was waiting to go up in the potluck, and um, it's one of those things where. I love the comedy store. It's the only club that I'm not regular at. And that's only because I put seven years in at the comedy store when Tommy was there. Mm -hmm. And then he told me that he was never going to showcase me. So if you say you're never going to showcase me and that's the reason you go and do the open mic, then what's the point of me going there? Right. You know, I'm never going to be a regular. So I just keep going to the open mic. And I like even when I had friends there. And I have friends there now, but like back then I still had friends there or had probably even more friends at one point. And um, I would still go at like five o'clock 
And I'd sit and I'd wait for two hours for them to put the list. You know what I mean? They put the list out at six. Like six, you get there yeah. at five, they put the list out at six, you put your name down, then you go kill an hour. And then like right before seven, they put out the list. And I, I was always there. And see, when I first started going to the comedy store, you used to draw numbers out of out of a bu- bucket. There were 20 blanks and 20 actual numbers. Mm. So you would try to sign up first on the list because every once in a while, this is how far, far ago or long ago it was that I started going there um sometimes and it wasn't all the time but sometimes there wouldn't be a full 20 people there so if you were number one and there were 18 people there then you got to draw again and i had terrible luck drawing numbers like i don't think i got up and i was going every sunday and monday and i don't think i got up when i first got to town until i was two months in Wow. Yeah. So that's going and literally used to draw numbers. So you knew nobody was rigging it or whatever. There were some people that would peek in the bucket or whatever. You know, I'm never good at cheating. I'm the person that's always going to get caught. So (laughs) I just, you know, would draw a ticket honestly and I just would get blanks all the time. I had I've had it happen where I would draw twice and get two blanks. Shit. Yeah. So when I first got to go up at the comedy store, I was number two. And um, and it was on for a Monday and then number one didn't show up. So I was number one on a Monday, which used to be like dead, dead. Mm-hmm. Now there'll be at least a couple of people in there. It's not a lot. Usually now it's like three or four. But, you know, as the potluck goes on now, trickle. yeah, because of the way it works now as the, and the way that they've made it popular at the comedy store, which is great that they've been able to build it like that. But because of that now, um you'll have a great audience by number 10 usually, yeah. you know, or at least like probably half the room is there, you know, so it's good. But um, what I was trying to get to is for seven years, every Sunday and Monday, well, for four years, every Sunday and Monday, the the last three, I started working the road more, so I wasn't able to be around Sundays. So I would go every Monday and I would not miss. Sometimes I'd go straight from the airport to the comedy store, literally bag still in the back just like you know hit the comedy store and make sure i sign up you know and so when i was told that i was like okay no reason for me to go back until tommy's gone we always knew tommy was going to eventually go you know so it was just a matter of waiting that out so then um adam gets back or get adam takes over um, position yeah yeah and so um you know then i started going back well since I go back, people are nice to me and cool and chill. And like, I have a lot of friends on the scene, you know, I've had run-ins with a few people, but it's usually, and this isn't, I know people are going to take this the wrong way, but this is really just the way it is. It usually is open micers that really just don't know their place. Like there is a hierarchy, there is a pecking order. There's a way things work. And I respect it too. Like when I see comics that have done more or bigger or, you know what I mean? Like, cool. I'm a hundred percent out of your way and not going to bother you respect exactly you do have to have respect you know and sometimes it's even older people that maybe aren't as relevant anymore but you know they've done a lot of stuff you know and so you just give and they've been in for a long time and in a lot of cases they're still funny you know so um what happened was there's this girl her name's kim congdon oh yeah and um credit karma kim condon Oh, is she the Credit Karma girl? I knew she did a commercial, but I didn't know what it was for. I I remember watching it on cable television at my grandpa's house because that was the only place I ever had cable television. Yeah. But I saw her come up and I was just like, huh, fucking Death Squad's uh, Kim Condon's on this national TV spot. Yeah, which great for her. You know what I mean? Uh, But I I met her at a point, like, you know, just hanging out at the store or whatever. And... um, you know, she's just a girl hanging out. Uh, I didn't even know she did comedy at first because, you know, I don't usually, in all honesty, see her going up. She just more hangs out. Mm-hmm. And so um, I didn't realize she was a comic until I think I saw her on a roast battle. And I was like, oh, OK. And then she sells shirts. And I asked her about her shirts at some point because her shirts have like her boobs or <laughs> her bare boobs on them. And I thought it was a cute shirt, a cute idea, you know, and I do try to support other comics. So I asked her what she you know, how much she sold her shirts for. And she said 25 bucks. And I felt like, mm. <laughs> 
that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't need the shirt. I mean, like, comics, I don't care if you want to make some money off your shirt, but don't try to sell it to me like I'm a regular person. You know what I mean? That like, is kind of like a Kanye West price for clothes. Yeah, if for a comic, comics. Yeah. If a comic genuinely likes what I do, and like when I used to have CDs, and they would be like, you know, can I buy a CD? Because comics would offer to buy my CD, and I would just give it to them. You yeah. know what I mean? And I don't expect her to give me a shirt because there is cost on a shirt. So, I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't mind you making five bucks or something off your shirt off of me or maybe even 10. You know what I mean? But yeah. 25 bucks, what am I at? A concert? Can, uh, Nate Bargatze, I saw him at Flappers one night and I told him, like, uh, how much I love this comedy. And he had his CD in hand. And he goes, like, here, you could have this for free. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. And that's, you know, like, I'm not going to say that's the way it should be with comics, but it should be somewhere close to that. There is some, and it's, you know, like I'm not trying to be full of myself, but just facts again. I have done some stuff and right. people do know me and you know what I mean? And so I'm kind of giving you a shout out by even wearing your shit or uh, wanting your shit. You, you know? know, you would have been the perfect person to wear that fucking shirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm fun, you know, I'm, and I'm going to make it fit even better than whatever it regularly fits because I have almost all of my shirts tailored, you know, so this is going to work. I'm, I'm, I'm your billboard for a day, you know, plus I get on people's nerves a bit like, you know, some people that don't like me. And so they're really going to notice and be like, why does he have breast on his Fuck. shirt? <laughs> Oh my god! The feminists are gonna lose it. You know what I mean? And so anyway, so <laughs> like you know, Facebook suspended me one time for using the word tranny, and I had a friend of mine post a picture of me on my Facebook on my wall that was like uh, me wearing a I love tranny shirt. <laughs> and it has like a transmission it's like a i heart trannies and then it has like a transmission and it points to all the parts of the transmission that is fucking hilarious <laughs> yeah and so i posted that on instagram people got a laugh out of it so anyway what i'm trying to get at is kim kim so i liked her you know what i mean because we had chatted a bit and stuff like that and like there's no reason for me not to like her you know what i mean she's a newer comic i say you know what i mean a lot i'm gonna work on that that's okay um so there's no reason for me not to like her. She's seemed chill enough and whatever else. So then she sends me a message on Facebook and I don't remember exactly. Like I know it was something to do with Pussy Posse, um, that all female Facebook group or female comic Facebook group. The one that loves you. They do love me. They give me a lot of shout outs from what I hear. They're but every once in a while, they refuse to fall out over my shit is another thing I ended up hearing. Um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, um, she hit me up something about that and was just like, you know, kind of like we were on the same page with that, that sometimes they're just a bit too much and whatever, whatever. Right. So cool. So um, then I like she sent me a message at another point and she was like, did you unfriend me? And then I was like, oh, no, we were never friends on Facebook. And that wasn't for any reason. Of, like, I, I a lot of times feel like I only have a couple slots anyway for friends. And I feel like... Because you hit the max, didn't you? Yeah. And I feel like, you know, um, I don't like to bother a lot of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, some people don't want to know me that way. And I get that. And also, you're another comic, not a fan. So I could see how you wouldn't want to necessarily be on my Facebook in some cases, you know, or who knows. It, but this is my thinking, you know. Nothing personal. Yeah, nothing at all. Um, so then she asked me if I had unfriended her. And I told her that we were never friends on Facebook. Then I um, rectified that situation because I did have some room. It just won't let me accept friend requests. So I sent her a friend request. And um, she got on this post that I put up about the Stanford rapist. It was Stanford, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I put up this post and I know it was from the perspective of ladies, you have to watch your own backs in these situations. Don't get drunk to a point where this kind of stuff can happen. And this is another toss away post from you. Yeah, well, this one I really meant as advice because the thing is, like, yes, I agree that what that the man did was terrible. And, like, uh, a lot of the stuff people were saying online, I, women were saying online, I agree with 100%. But the thing is, if you know, if you see, like, learn from this. If right. you see that this has happened and also that the law isn't necessarily going to be on your side the way it should, and I do agree that it should, but if it's not then that means you have to take care of yourself. 
because not only are people going to continue to try to do this kind of stuff, but they're also not going to face the penalty for it. So what's really the deterrent? in a lot of ways. So you really have to watch. Plus, I'm a big advocate of that. Like, you know, try to watch your own back. Try not to get it. The best way to avoid a situation is to never put yourself in it. Because then you have a better chance of attracting that type of like whatever is going to happen. Yeah, you're you're out there. You're weak. You're drunk. You know, like all of us get weak when we're drunk as far <laughs> as like, you know, if you get too drunk, you find yourself in a situation and you don't know. I mean, like I've had nights where I've woken up the next day and not known exactly what happened. I hooked up with a guy in Hawaii and didn't even like the only way I remembered that I hooked up with him was his underwear was hanging on the chair in my hotel room when I woke <laughs> up. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I talked to my friend Danielle Kaysen. She's a very funny girl. She's a uh, She did comedy for a while, but she's more of an actress. And I really love Danielle Kaysen. We were in Hawaii together to do this play called The Weenie Manologues, which Murray Langston, the unknown comic from... Uh, and I'm not name-dropping. I'm just giving shout-outs because these are my friends and I love them, uh, even though Murray gets on my nerves with political stuff. But never mind that. Love you, Murray. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, so anyway so like i've been in these situations so it's like if this is going to be devastating for certain women then you know which i can understand if that's the way you feel about it that's the way you feel about it then you really need to watch yourself like me personally i woke up the next day and was like i got laid you know what i mean like, yeah. <laughs> it's like i guess it was a good night i don't remember you know but <laughs> but it's not like you're waking up in like a fucking bathtub with your kidney missing and ice all yeah and it's yeah. not even like i woke up with particular regret regret there was a bit of like the why did you get so drunk how did that yeah. happen but it wasn't like the you know like um anyway so so kim so we're on Kim. And so uh, she goes on the post and tells me that I'm kind of gross for posting that, which I hate when people talk to me that uh, that way anyway, because it's like, what are we kids? And also, I can't give a different perspective. And if there's other people on the thread that already agree with me, male and female, then maybe there's certain people that think our way and certain people that think your way and we can both coexist. Yes. It doesn't have to be a like, you know, you're right and I'm wrong or like, you know, like, yeah, then, you know, you continue to live life the way you do. If you want to go out and get that drunk and, you know, leave yourself in that situation and deal with those consequences of like, you know, having to deal with the like suing the guy or not necessarily suing but pressing charges and go through a rape kit and all of that stuff that you're going to have to go through if you're willing to do that i'm fine with you doing that but i'm telling the people that like if i were talking to my niece that's the way i would talk to her is like take care of yourself because the world isn't always going to take care of you yes and you as a girl it's unfortunate that we live in this society but there are still people that take advantage of women so you we, need- we even see it in the workplace. Yeah. If, if girls want to bring up like how they don't get paid as much as a guy, then mm-hmm. it's like that's the, the the corporate end is fucking girls just as much as yeah. like what's happening out there. Yeah. So you do have to want you have to be your own advocate, your own right. protector even, you know. So that's what I was trying to say with that. And my friend Priscilla got on and agreed. And then like a couple other people got on and agreed. And I don't remember the post being particularly popular, to be honest. Like, you know, it got some action but it wasn't like one of the ones where it was like oh this fuck because some of them throw me off like I'm like that's what everybody's interested in <laughs> that's why I was asking if it was a toss yeah, because th- you didn't spend too much time talking about it during the week yeah but I but I really wanted honestly it wasn't a toss away for me just because I really wanted the women that I know well I guess the women that don't know that kind of stuff because to tell you the truth the women that I know are for the most part like yeah, that shit happens and you got to watch yourself. You know what I mean? That's why I don't do X, Y, and Z. Like these are the kind of girls I know is right. the, the ones that usually are a little more street smart and more like, you know, if I get drunk with a guy, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. That's the reason I'm drunk with this motherfucker. You know? <laughs> like this one girl posted on my Facebook uh, today about something. Uh, she was like, she, oh, it was about the, the one that the feminist blog picked up on two days ago. Um, but it was like, you know, she was like, she was like, as a woman and a feminist, I feel the same way. Like if I drive a long distance, have to get a babysitter, get my weave done. She was like, and these were her words. She was like, she was like, I know I better be getting something. I'm not just going there to chat with. <laughs> she was like, I got social media for all that. <laughs> That's what she put. It was such a great post that, you know, like, and so 
like anyway so i wanted like women just to like keep that in mind like every once in a while it's not just women it's everybody i try to once in a while like accommodate I'm, I'm i'm older and i know that and i've seen some things and i've been around some stuff and i mean and i've hung out on the shady side of life quite a bit and so every once in a while i try to give like a, a tip to like the the more naive you know like so that's really why it wasn't a throwaway, because in my way, in my point of view, it was almost like a public service. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she gets on and goes after my friend Priscilla as well, which I always hate when people go down the thread trying to police everybody. Yeah, because it's like, that's not your business. Technically, that post is meant for me. It's directed, I'm sure, at the person that posted it. And plus, I know Priscilla. And Priscilla is the kind of person, she's crazy. She'll drive here and beat your ass if you really, like I deleted a couple of Kim's comments because I was like, I don't want Priscilla to see this. <laughs> she's a Bay Area Latina. Because you, first off, are not the type of person to delete any comments. No, I usually don't delete comments, but if I feel like it might get you beat up. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to beat anybody up over this shit. Like, But, you know, and I'm not saying Priscilla is literally that crazy. But you never know. Priscilla is hot blooded. She's Latina. I don't remember. She's like Brazilian or like and I and she's a Bay Area girl and she's not just going to let you talk to her any kind of way. And the kind of stuff Kim was posting to her was, I hope you don't have daughters because this is a terrible way to think. And and the fact is, Priscilla does have a daughter. She just posted a picture with her daughter. And like, you know, so. It was just kind of like, what's the matter with you? Like, why are you starting stuff with people that you don't even know? And so, you know, but I just deleted whatever comments. And then she sent me something like, you know, um, I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree on this one. Love you. And it, but I wasn't taking it like a love you, love you. I was like, a, you know, um, Hollywood, like cool, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so I, I sent her like, you know, um, something like yeah agree to disagree i'm fine with that love you too and left it at that so then i start noticing because like she starts showing up on my feed and i notice all of her posts are kind of anti-man for a minute there which like in a way i'm cool with but like her perspective was so childish like it was oh like one of her posts was like i want to say men are men and women are equal but at the at the end of the day, I just feel like we're always better or something like that. You know what I mean? And it was like Ah. several of them that were like this level in writing. So they're not even particularly clever because I can listen to anything. I don't care what your message is. You know, if, if it's funny or it's like a cute twist or like clever or whatever, then it's, it's cool, you know, or if it's just smart in your way or, you know, like, then I can deal with it. But like these were so like superficial, but almost seemed like they were meant to be deep or kind of letting you know. Yeah. And so I posted something like, you know, all of your posts, like I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was like the to the effect of um, all of your posts seem like they're written by a 13 year old girl. And then she got upset and then uh, I don't remember what the exchange was. And if I remembered, I would tell you. But it just, it wasn't that big a deal for me. It was just kind of like, you know, what I realized, because like I said, I had talked to her a few times in real life and I would see her at the store in real life. Mm-hmm. What I realized was this is probably a person that I like in real life, but don't necessarily like her Facebook. And it's not like you're even paying attention to her Facebook. It just would show up on my feed every once in a while, and that's when I would see it. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, the first couple of times, I didn't post anything. I just thought in my head, like, who's posting this dumb shit? You know what I mean? And then yeah. it like turns out to be Kim Congdon. I notice it happen a couple of times, and usually I don't notice a lot of stuff on my feed. But for some reason, maybe because you know she had that interaction with me about the um, Stanford rapist post, that's why she was coming up a lot because it was within a couple of days of each other, right? You know, and so I just realized that you know which. If you're great in person, but I don't necessarily like your Facebook, I'm fine to not be friends with you on Facebook. And that's the thing that I hate about Facebook right now where it's like people will like be cool with you. And then as soon as you add them onto the Facebook, they'll just like sort of go ghosting. They're going to just silently judge you. And then once you say something that 
they disagree with, they're going to pop up in the comments and just start fighting. Yeah, and they act like their opinion matters more than everybody else's. Right. And it's like, I don't even know you like that. So, right. I don't know why. And so, okay, so this happens. And, um, was this last night? Or, uh, no, this, no, this was a while ago. This is how long this setup is. This is why, because, like, to explain it, you have to explain it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If not, it just looks like one crazy blow up or something like that, you know, and which it wasn't that dramatic, but I guess for some people it was people that aren't used to volume, <laughs> which, <laughs> yeah, I'm ethnic, so you know what I mean? I'm Mexican American, so I have this. A little bit of volume. I'll yell every once in a while. I don't. I don't mind a little passion when you know, like. Uh, so anyway, so what happens is, I unfriend her, and then she like posts on Twitter at Ty Rivera, you rape shame people, and she put like a screenshot of when I put the Stanford thing and that kind of stuff, and like there was a part of me that was like. This girl is crazy. Like, all I did was say that we were... Because I did say it on the post, I'm sure. I remember saying something like, you know, we're probably cool in real life, but not on Facebook. You know, and I said something yeah. like that and just unfriended her. Like, for me, that's all it has to be. You know, and we can be great when we see each other in person. I like the person, like, is with Kim Congdon specifically. I liked the person that I actually knew. She's sweet. We stood next to each other one night during Rose Battle, and we agree on the way Rose Battle is, which Rose Battle is one of my things, you know, and I had seen her do Rose Battle. I don't, I saw her stand up one time now, you know, since all of this happened. I'd seen her stand up one time. It's okay. Nothing great. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I was particularly blown away by her stand up. I wouldn't call her particularly funny. She's just there, you know, like to me, that's the way I saw it. Um, but as far as her roasting, I think she's good at roasting. And so, you know, I respected that she uh, according to verbal boxing on Tumblr, she is currently ranked number 19 and she is six and two. Oh, well, that's great. And that's, you know, I'm sure well deserved. I mean, like I've the times I've seen her, she's been great. And I got to see half of hers with um, Connor McSpadden, who's like kind of the king of the roast battle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though like the Mike Lawrence one or whatever on Comedy Central, we all know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even particularly talk to Connor anymore. I think he's a cool enough guy, but you know, I like, uh, but even I know, like he's kind of the, the guy. I don't know who's Alex Hooper's number one. <laughs> Alex okay. Hooper's number one and then Earl Skakel. And Earl Skakel I'll go with. Yeah, yeah, I love Earl Skakel, but uh, yeah, and Pat, Pat, and then uh, Keith Carey. Yeah, Keith that's Carey. Great. So Thank anyway, Connor, yeah. so let me not get distracted. Now you got me talking roast battle, Zach. You were the one that talked about roast battle, and I'm just like providing the. Okay, extra so credit. my point was, <laughs> I respected her roasting skills. Didn't particularly like her stand up. Didn't like her Facebook. Like talking to her in real life, or what I knew of her in real life. Not like we had heart to hearts or anything. Right. But thought she was a cool chick. Um. So you know. There's really no reason at that point for me not to like her other than she posted that like to like get me in trouble, I guess. You know what I mean? That screenshot of my Stanford post. But that's like going back to what you said about the respect factor like not too long ago. It's just like when you talk about respect, it's just like she probably doesn't know her position to be calling out someone like you. Well, that's the thing. Like the way that comedy is working right now is people like open micers, which like that's just calling a spade a spade. Like right. she's an open micer, you know? So open micers now don't realize that you don't necessarily go at like, you know, there was, and there was nothing particular. It was just a different point of view. It wasn't right. particular. And she was like, you know, like saying like I was victim blaming or whatever. Well, if other people agree with me and I'm not necessarily blaming the victim, I'm just saying like, watch your back. You know what I mean? Like other yeah. people watch your back so that this doesn't have to have to happen again. I mean, like, I guess if you want to call that victim blaming, that's debatable. Right. I'll, I'll agree that that's debatable, but you're definitely without a doubt opinion shaming right now. Right. That's what you're doing. You're trying to shame me and my friends for having a different opinion than you do. See, and but that's another thing. Like, it's just priority. Like, I don't even just think it's open micers. It could be a feature. Like anyone that's going after a headliner like you, like where it's just you're coming up with authentic craft. It's not like you're like fucking Carlos Mencia stealing shit. And it's like, yo, you're fucking shady. You know what I mean? It's just like you. Everyone does come at you because you're controversial. But at the same time, it doesn't make any sense for like you to post that on Twitter and think like, hey, come on, let me get a fucking gang to like talk shit about him on this other 
social media platform. Yeah, and the thing is, when it comes down to it, and anybody can try to say something different if they want to, but I'm good at what I do. Yeah. I'm, I mean, like, you can feel however you want about my social media and my opinions and stuff like that, but when I get on stage, I make this shit funny and I make it palatable. Yeah. So you can't act like, you know, like, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Sometimes on my Facebook, I put things out as, like, what's it called? Like, you know, almost like focus group. Sometimes I put stuff out because it's really something I feel. Sometimes I put something out just to see what another opinion would be, like another side. Yeah. It's, it's it's a lot of things I do on my Facebook. That, like, okay, I feel as if the perfect emoji to describe you, Ty, is the finger, the nail polishing one. Oh, yeah. And then just not even just like the, any any other kind of color, <laughs> just the black ladies, just yeah. a black woman's fucking nail polishing. <laughs> that is you. Like you, like at the end of the day, like you said in the other episode, you, you, shit dissolves. Yeah. It goes on, but like you're just like, oh, I'm unbothered. Yeah, uh, unbothered. Really, I am unbothered. <laughs> So I'm just like, whatever, you know, I mean, like, so anyway, so we get back to this situation. So she tries to turn it in this thing into this thing. And I don't remember what I said back at that point, but I know I read her and I do fully own that. You know, it was something very bitchy and like, you know, like I thought, I don't remember what it was. Like, if I could remember, I would tell you because I love everything I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan of my, like when I let somebody have it especially on social media because it's kind of fun for me like wordplay but um yeah but that's really what i see it as at the same time as it's wordplay yeah so i had to go to the comedy store that night and um i see her and she like tries to mad dog me or whatever and i'm fine with that you can have your feelings you know if you're upset about it or and i don't like for me it's like okay well you know then you I'll give you space and time to get over that like I like as far as I go it's not an active thing yeah there's no reason for us to hate each other we're not sworn enemies there's a, there's just a little social media tiff so whatever so then I see her a couple more times before I have to leave for a month and every time she sees me she makes it a point to like mad dog me to the point where I actually have to notice her you know, when you feel somebody looking Throwing at you. shade. Yeah, and, but they're not going to be ignored. They're not going to let their shade go unnoticed. The like, presence has to be there. They have to stare at you. You know, which, of course, all of us, when somebody stares at you, you do get like, who's staring at me? And you look, and then, like, there's that face, like, giving you the disapproving, like, I'm still mad at you. There's, like, a crowd of people, and you just see their eyes targeted on you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're scanning the room. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, eh. <laughs> like how are you there again? You know what I mean? Like, so... Okay, so which I know what this this tactic is. This is when a person tries to steal your joy. You know what I mean? That's that's what it is. Whatever they right. call it, they're they're trying to steal your joy. You can't be happy because they're around and they want you to know they don't like you. But I'm really good at ignoring that stuff, usually. Um, so I'm I'm good at ignoring that. So I'm like, whatever. She can have her feelings for as long as she wants to. I don't, you know, regulate her. She does what she wants. Um, so I go on the road for a month and then I really haven't seen her for another now like the first time I really saw her was like two days ago I think potluck or, or no maybe it was like last week that I saw her once um but you know again like I'm for me it doesn't exist anymore yeah there's nothing to be upset about you know I mean like if you even wanted to say hi to me I'd be fine saying hi. I'm not mad, you know? But again, with the dogging, you know? And it's just like, why do you continue? Like, if you really don't like me, why are you always trying to catch my gaze? Like, if it were a guy intimidating a girl like this or trying to intimidate a girl like this, somebody would address that. Somebody would be yeah. like, hey, stop being a creep. Because that's what you're being. Whether you're male or female, now you're being a creep. Because we have no relationship. There's no reason for us to be arguing or fighting about anything. Because really what happens on social media should stay on social media, especially between comics. And that's the other thing. Even if you're an open micer, that doesn't mean you don't conduct yourself as a professional. And where we're at a place at, like the comedy store, that's actual work. Like I'm there because I'm there to do the potluck. I'm not there... Like, you know, sometimes I go hang out socially, but even then, it's still your workplace, you know, or right. one of the places you work. 
So even open micers should see it that way. Like you don't have to go out of your way to try to like, you know, make it a bad environment or a, a bad vibe all the time. So she does that. So then the feminist came after me like two days ago, three days ago on my um, Facebook post. And so I saw Rich Slayton Monday, yesterday for potluck. And he was like, you know, referenced it in some way. I don't remember his exact words, but he referenced it in some way. And then he was like, he was like, yeah, when I read some of the comments, I was like, yeah. And they all kept changing it to rape. And I didn't even say anything about rape. That's just the only way their arguments against me work. Right. You know, so uh, and when I said rape, she like looked at me. She takes a drink uh, staring at me as she's taking her drink and then like with her lips like you know what I mean like to, like she's intimidating or something like I'm not supposed to talk about that or like she's letting me know and first off in my head I felt like okay mom <laughs> you know but like I my just, first thought would have been it would have been the perfect time to slip something in there you're so ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> yeah if there was ever a time for a roofie <laughs> <laughs> nobody has to rape her just put this bitch out for a minute so she won't fucking keep on with the attitude you know it's unnecessary <laughs> like you know so so okay so then i finally just like because i was in a bad mood yesterday anyway and it wasn't to do with the potluck or anything like that it was just like you know i wasn't feeling the best i hadn't eaten and i just wasn't in a mood to be fucked with you know and the other thing is i'm tired of you dogging me every time you see me like you're not intimidating or scary and that's what I told her I was like Kim you're not intimidating or scary in any way please stop trying to dog me every time you see me and then she was like she was like fuck you Ty and then she was like she was like by the way how much work have you had done and it was like twenty thousand dollars worth you know like if you yeah. want to know and it, like that's not at all an insult to me it's not a secret yeah like i don't care i mean like you know that's just what it is me having a lot of work done is like me being mexican or me being like it's just what it is it's a part of my story it's a part of my description it's whatever the fuck you want to say you know i mean like i just don't so like when people come at me like this it's always like you know such a dumb and hack no pun intended um <laughs> You know, it's a subject matter, but like, so I just went after her with the like, you know, how much do you get up anyway? And I was like, you're oh. not really funny. And like, I went at her that way. And then she like tried to talk shit. She was like, she was like, well, that's not what you used to say um, on private message. And it's like, no, I never said you were funny. I don't think you're funny. I like whether I liked you or not. I wouldn't think you're funny. So I wouldn't send you you're funny on Facebook because I don't lie to people about what I consider them to be. Like when it comes to funny, I just don't. It's not something I do. I'll tell you all the time, you know, when I have a really nice friend, but they're not funny. And you're like, you know, is he funny? I'll be like, he's nice. <laughs> he's <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> you know, I yeah. like him. I mean, I like him a lot as a person. That's when you know somebody's really not funny. When I'm like, I like him a lot as a person. It's like, <laughs> Can't can't speak for that comedy, though. So I told her that and then like that turned into her like, you know, trying to talk shit and then walk away from me. And I just followed her and we went through the kitchen and then we went to the back and I was yelling at her in the back and George Perez was there. But at that point, I was just trying to publicly shame her as the truth. And so I reminded her that I didn't think she was funny at all. And then she like tried to tell me that I was like, I haven't done anything. And she asked me, what have you done exactly? And then she asked me about plastic surgery again in front of George Perez. And I felt like I'm just as cool here with that. Yeah. George Perez knows. George Perez is one of my best friends. He's in my face all the time talking to me. We're friends. The reason why the reason why she feels comfortable enough doing this is because she does the death squad. Like she's a part of the group. Red Man helped her. Um George Perez, of course, who has been adopted by like the Death Squad group. Like she feels the power that's getting to her, you know? Yeah, but she's still nothing when it comes to comedy. So I mean right. like I get what you're saying, but it doesn't it doesn't wash. It's just not what it is. Right. And it's just like that has no reason whatsoever for her to feel entitled to put you down a notch. I'm a working comic. I've got two Comedy Central credits, which a lot of comics go their whole, whole careers not getting a Comedy Central credit. Right. I'm actually good in L.A. People know my name. Whether they like me or not might be in a different story in some cases, but people agree, even if I'm an asshole, I am funny. I am good at what I do. So just don't fuck with me. Don't get in my way right. is the way I feel about people like her. Like, there's no reason for us, especially when I'm not the one starting it, you know? And, like, after a while, like I said, you are just being a creep. 
Like, why are you always staring at me? Why are you always trying to, like, am I not supposed to talk because you're around? I mean, because I was talking to Rich Slayton. Nothing to do with her. I wasn't even paying attention to her. If she wasn't staring at me again, I wouldn't have even noticed her standing there. Cause, she was within the proximity. Yeah, and really, like, locked on me. It's like, why are you locked on me all the time? Do you Are you fascinated? Like, why do you care this much about me? Because I'm not thinking about anybody at the store like that to where I'm going to, like, make sure that I have my eyes on them as much as possible to make them uncomfortable. Like, even, like, there's plenty of people I don't like in, er like, every spot I go to. There's probably at least, like, one person that I don't have the best relationship with. And I can politely ignore them. Yes. I don't make it any kind of deal at all. Like, I have no shady feelings or whatever. Like, once I don't like somebody or I don't think we have anything to talk about, I just completely don't know they're there. Quick story. I remember I was at the Karma Lounge with you one time at an open mic where uh, we were, like, getting up at the 5 o'clock show. So it was uh, the open mic with Dew and Heather. Uh-huh. And so there was someone in the room that she later on made amends, but like she would always stare at you while you're on stage. And so that comic stared at you again. And as you're doing the set, you're getting laughs. She's staring at you. And then you said her name. You're like, quite frankly, I don't like you because you're a bitch or something. Yeah. <laughs> you it was, said that way. It's just quite like frankly, like, I don't like you either, Rachel, is <laughs> what I said. I appreciate you being discreet about that. But yeah, me and Rachel Mack are cool now. But like, yeah. you know, she was like, you know, trying to do the same thing for a minute. And here's the other thing with like, you know, Rachel Mack and Kim Congdon. Like, if you want to try to be a mean girl, you're fine to do that with other people. But for me, it doesn't wash because you're not pretty enough anyway. You're not that girl. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to it, you're not. You know who's that girl? Chelsea Skidmore is that girl. Chelsea Skidmore is absolutely fucking beautiful. She's great. Yeah. She's nice. We get along. So if she doesn't have to act like that, neither do you. Eliza Schlesinger could also be that girl if Ooh, she wanted to. That IG'd though. She's always been great with me though. Eliza Schlesinger though is beautiful like that. Like, you know, yeah. that's a, like a girl that could get away with being the mean girl. Kate she's, Quigley? Kate Quigley, yeah. But all these girls are cool and all of them get me and all of them get that, like, you know. And I know Eliza is more on the feminist tip and I've seen, like, some of her posts and stuff like that. But I respect Eliza and I like Eliza. And Eliza is a successful comic that has really made something for herself. And she has a right to live her life and have her opinions and do everything exactly the way she wants to. She pays her own way. Right. You know, she's not some open micer with attitude for no fucking reason, arguing about shit that doesn't care. Doesn't matter. I mean, like if Eliza were to jump on me and say something, then we could have a respectable conversation. But she doesn't choose to. And I don't choose to do with her either. Like, you know, why should we even go through that? Right. You know, so that's the other thing. Like, you know, I'm not going to get punked out by the fucking B squad every time you're around. That's just not going to happen. You know? By the way, as you're going and flexing your credits about Comedy Central and all that, you've been on Death Squad shows at the Ice House. Too. No, I haven't worked with Death Squad. Oh, you haven't? No, I'm I'm friendly with Red Band. The the word friend would be kind of strong only cuz we like, you know, we don't chat a lot, but like we're friendly. If you ask me, I would say I'm friends with him because I like him. You know what I mean? Like, and I I have checked out his Periscope and his girlfriend, Janice, um, Missing Toe 420, I think it is. is Or it might just be Missing Toe. I think it's Missing Toe 420, though, um, on Periscope. But yeah, I'll watch Red Band, and I think he's silly, and I like his personality. So, like, he's uh, like, I remember when Vine was blowing up, like, he was one of the pages I was following, and his fucking humor was hilarious. Yeah, I think he's silly. And I've even seen, like, you know, where he'll do weird shit. Shit, like with his dog too uh i forgot the dog wiki yeah yeah his dog wiki and yeah. so like i know him better than he knows me which is kind of weird but like <laughs> it makes me the creep in this situation but like you know and, and like you know so it, it, i would say i have a good relationship with them you know and then like you mentioned george perez and he hangs out with them and george perez is a good friend of mine like right. george perez pulled me aside tonight and talked to me about that kim situation because he saw it and he was just you know gave me advice as far as like you know don't be getting into it with people like he didn't say anything bad about her or like you know he just like told me like you know don't be getting into it with people because it just doesn't look good and i was like I I know he's right, and I know that I shouldn't have. Like I said, I just hadn't eaten yesterday, and most days I can completely blow it off. But some days I'm just not in the mood for anybody's shit. It's kind of like, you know, some days you're in the mood to be chatty at work and deal with whatever, and some days you feel like, can I just get this day over with? 
Like, cause like even now, like people think because I'm friends and family, it means I'm guaranteed to go up. I'm not guaranteed to go up at the comedy store. And sometimes I don't get up and still I get there at like, you know, I get there before seven o'clock so I can check in with whoever's there. So I usually get there somewhere between six 30 and six 50. I get to the comedy store. Yeah. And then if I do go up because they put you up towards the end and st- in a lot of cases, you know, that that's what they do. And I know the way it works there because I've hosted there once. And I know that you have to get all the employees out of the way. And then there's the people that Adam wants to see. Then there's, you know, you have a couple homies that you want to squeeze in. All of this I respect is the way it is. So some nights I won't get up. And then some nights I'll get up at like, you know, 10 or like after 930. So and there's still a crowd at that time, right? Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't complain about any of that. Plus, like my main thing is I truly want to be a comedy store regular. So for me, it's more important to dedicate my Mondays to being there because that's the only time like when you're getting development spots and stuff like that, you don't usually get um, original room spots. You're either in the main room or the belly room. And anybody will tell you the comedy store original room is a great room it can be a rough room but like it's 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 definitely its own thing right the way the light's set up the way the crowd is the way like you know it's its own thing so my main thing is i just want to be able to say stay somewhat loose and comfortable on that stage so that when i do get a showcase that i feel comfortable on the stage it's your backyard yeah yeah so i and because that one i just want to you know like when they do finally showcase me i just want to smack it out of the park and be like you know there, I get to be a regular now. You didn't waste your showcase on me. I've been doing like I'm supposed to do, you know. And so I end up dedicating, you know, between two and three hours. Well, three and four hours, actually, just sitting there waiting, which, again, I don't mind. That's another thing she tried to come at me about, which didn't make any sense. You know, she was like, she, I was like, you never get up, Kim, because, you know, like I was, I was reminding her that she never gets up and she doesn't because at this point, you know, she's trying to insult me. She's calling me a peasant. She's saying all sorts a of peasant. Stuff, yeah. And she, all sorts of stuff that she thinks is supposed to be mean. And to me, it's just getting on my nerves because it's like, let me just like waste everything I have about this girl since she's already gotten on my nerves. You know what I mean? Like, let me tell her about herself for a minute. So she's calling me a peasant, all sorts of stuff. And I'm just like, you notice how you never get up anymore? And then she was like, how would you know that unless you're sitting there all night? And I was like, yeah, I am sitting there all night waiting to see if I get a spot. Because that's the other thing that she does, which like you live your life however you want to. Mm -hmm. But like she sits outside hanging out. And, you know, the the smarter thing is to be in the actual showroom. And then you also see like, you know, who does what and kind of like, you know, what the room's feeling. And there's a lot of things that like, you know, the Comedy Store original room stage is not... To me, stage time, even though it's like three minutes, it's not stage time to be squandered. Right. And the other thing is I do like the because you have three minutes, you know, if you want, you can possibly push it to three and a half or whatever. I try to stay under the three minutes or right at the three minutes. But you have three minutes and I just like to bang it out and make sure that I stay in that where I'm comfortable in the three minute. I don't know why I like being I think it's important to be comfortable in the three minute when you showcase you do like a five. But I think maybe because in three you really have to bang it out. So in five you can really give them the full. You know what I mean? And just be like, you know, so maybe that's why. But it, like all the way around, my main point of all this is I never would have said anything mean to her or even thought like we still had to have a problem. So it was really just me boiling over because it's like, you're not going to bully me. You're not going to make it seem like I can't talk. You're not going to try to make me uncomfortable in a place that I should be comfortable. The comedy store is a place where even though I'm not a regular yet, I do fit in. And I got I have a lot of friends and a lot of people that know me like pretty much all the regu- regulars know me. You know, and like a lot of them keep asking me why I'm not a regular there. Yet. Right. Which I get it. You know, there's a process and whatever else. But like, that's the vibe there. So now I've got this open micer telling me that I shouldn't be here or trying to make me uncomfortable in a place that I have every right to be comfortable. I should be comfortable here just like you should be comfortable here. Right. And if me makes you, me being here, just me being here, not bothering you, not trying to serve you any kind of shade, not trying to give you any attitude at all. If me just being here bothers you that much, then you need to be a grown up and you need to stay home or you need to leave once you see me. It's not fair to make me uncomfortable or try to. I don't mean to go too far off, but like this is just going to circle it back around. But like I remember 
uh, last year when I went to the comedy store with you, uh, Luke, uh, what's his last name? Schwartz. Yeah. He, he works there. And I remember one night, uh, I was like sitting in the OR while you were like out in the back. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was I was sitting down in the chair that you're not supposed to sit down on. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I just was like, these chairs look comfy. So I sat down the bucket in bucket seats, the bucket seats. And so what happened was he came up and was like, Hey, don't sit here. Like he came at me aggressive, but I understand now from like looking at his situation, how many comics he's had to tell how many other. And like, for me, like I just was like, all right, fucking ease off. And like, I just totally like walked away. And then like the next time, uh, Don Barris is up. So he's the last comic in the OR and I'm recording his set. Like, because I see him post videos of yeah, like, yeah. like the comedy store reposted on Instagram and all this other stuff. So I'm like, why don't I try to do that? And then next thing you know, Luke comes up and he goes like no video. And yeah. like he sees me give him a look and then he goes like, you do any of this again, I'll fucking kick your ass out. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going like, well, who the fuck are you? And so like here I am throwing like this like fucking shade back at him. And then it wasn't until I got in the car with you mm -hmm. that you're like, well, he does work at the comedy club. And I'm just like, oh, shit. So like now I feel bad to a point where like I would want to go back to apologize him. But either way, like I don't think you would ever remember that. <laughs> yeah. And th that's the thing. Like they're really, there's just certain rules there. And like when you're a newbie that you have to respect those rules and me, like, you know, I, I'm somewhat chill there. You know what I mean? Well, I'm actually very chill. there, very relaxed there, but I, there are certain things that are like regular privileges. And I mean, paid regular privileges that I just don't ever try to overstep on. Like I don't sit in the bucket seats myself. Yeah. You know, I don't do like most of the stuff. You know, every once in a while. Um, and you won't even go to the back unless someone invites you, right? Well, the back, I mean, like, I'm kind of always invited because there's always people that really know you and we love each other. Like, it's not, yeah. I've been, see, th this is the thing that bothers me about people always making it seem like this was another thing Kim was telling me. She was like, you just hate your life. I can tell you hate your life. You're, no. you're lonely and you're, and it's like, no, I don't. I mean, like, that's the thing. You're ruining something for me. You're trying to ruin something for me. That's really great. This is like a safe haven to me. I come here and I pretty much love everybody at the comedy store, you know, like there's the open micers and whatever, but even them for the most part, like, you know, they, they'll like, overstep in certain ways that aren't my business so i don't really care too much about it you know like but i see it but like with them like they're all respectful with me and cool with me and so i'm cool with them back you know and like technically a lot of people get happy when i walk in the room so yeah. it's like you know why are you this person that really honestly doesn't matter trying to make yourself into this kind of situation yeah you know like Let's just be grown-ups and stay out of each other's way if we don't like each other. So I yelled at her, like I said, and she yelled at me. Like, you know, we went back and forth and whatever. And really, I just hope it's done because I don't, I don't need it. I don't have time for it. I just want to, like, be able to try to get up on the potluck, you know, and and hopefully be showcased soon and not have to, you know, do that. But... For right now, it's my road, and I'm not going to let somebody stand in the way that really shouldn't matter in my life. Yeah. I mean, I could see how George, like, if George came up to you and talked about it, then I'm pretty sure he would have gone up to her and talked about it, too. Yeah, and I always appreciate George. Like, yeah, George is very, you know. He's a cool cat. Yeah, and very level-headed and, you know. He's neutral. Yeah, and, he, like, he talks to you almost like a big brother like you know hey dog <laughs> this, is, this is the way you know and so it's just like you know all right and i know george is just like you know his especially with me and how long i've known him like i know his heart's in the right place and so you know yeah. like is you know plus it's just great to talk to him like you know like this way i feel about so many people at the store where i just feel like yeah you're great to talk to and you're actually know some stuff and have sense and it's great it's a different environment ever since Tommy left. It's completely different. Yeah. Like the vibe is different. It's packed there all the time. People are making money. You know, like it felt like the scene in The Wizard of Oz when the witch died and all the little munchkins came out. They're like, ding dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah. And then yeah. like a couple of people uh, sent me texts that like, you know, Tommy's gone. You can start coming back now or you should start coming back now. 
Um, and so, yeah, I, I love the vibe there. Even the serve, like the waitresses and stuff like that. And the servers in general, you know, the staff there, everybody's, we're all cool. So it's like, why are you this one person trying to make this not a good place for me? Yeah. Why do you hate on me like this that you feel like? So, you know. Oh, and then also, like, she probably... I'm sure she knows that I know, but like, you know, she would send people text messages like telling them they shouldn't like me. And it's like, what grade are we in? Yeah. Like, you know, you're trying to make it seem like people are disloyal because they're like, they must have something against women because you had a problem with me. And I, it's like, just stop. Get a hold of yourself. I really wanted to talk to you about like the people that are trying to like stop you from like getting up at certain LA stages. Yeah, you know, like, I don't mind talking about that, but it'll just be brief because th those people don't matter and neither do the stage. If somebody's dumb enough to not allow me to be on a stage, knowing that I am an asset to a show, knowing that I do bring a different point of view and it's entertaining and I know how to make it funny, even if you personally don't agree with it. If, if after all that, you're willing to not put me up because somebody that's always way less talented has told you that you shouldn't put me on the stage, then you're dumb. And one day when I'm where I want to go, I'll remember you and not in a rude way, but just I'm not going to help you out. I'm not going to be cool with you. I'm not going to do your show. I'm not going to do your podcast. I'm not going to be cool with you like that or pretend to be like, you know, that buddy, buddy. Hey, and we hug and stuff like that. No, you remember where you're at. You yeah. stay in your lane. You didn't like me. You continue not liking me. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I also won't do it in like a particularly shady way. Just those people don't exist to me, you know. Like, it, and like that's another thing. Like, you know, which Kim brought up, and it is just for me to talk about it. It's not like I'm mad. At, like, you know, but um, it's just at a point Kim was like, you know, and what have you done and stuff like that. And it's like, where are these new comics getting this idea that there's supposed to be this time limit on when we're supposed to quote unquote make it? And yeah. the other thing is like, especially with what I do, I realize what I do is completely different. Like, you know, nobody's ever had a comic like me. I'm a gay comic that can really work a straight, straight room. And I'm so when it's industry, they're always thinking about where they can sell you. And the first thing they think is usually lazy. Like, you know, we'll get them on gay pride f uh, festivals and cruises and, you know, like the whole, like, just do the whole gay thing. He's the gay guy. But I don't act gay enough for anybody. And it's not because I don't try. I mean, like, if you ask me, I'm too gay. But, like, for some reason, like, I'm not Hollywood gay as far as, like, you know, I'm not, and, you know, going to redecorate your house. And, oh, like girl, what are you wearing? I it's mean, like, like a Queen music video when you step in. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you know, and uh, so, like, you know, that takes me actually having to figure it out. And also, I'm very edgy. And I don't really want to not do that. And people think that that means cursing. No, I can take the cursing out of almost anything. Mm -hmm. And that's not going to be a problem. I can still get laughs, but my content is so, so edgy, you know, because I talk about things that some people do have feelings about. So it's like, you know, it's, so all of these things are for me to figure out and things that I'm aware of and things that I know that I need to keep in mind, you know, while I'm figuring out my path. But I'm having to be my own path. So, you know, like I'm taking my time and I feel good about it as long as my bills stay paid, my dogs stay fed. I feel pretty good. Mm. You know, it's like it's weird to me how people will try to throw all these things to you and you like instead of them being insults, if you really like listen to them and take them apart, it's everything they're feeling about themselves. Yeah, just projecting onto you. Yeah, they're feeling a sense of urgency like they haven't made it yet. They're feeling like, you know, because another thing she brought up was like nobody pays attention to your social media and stuff like that. And it's, it's like, like, oh, how many likes did you get on the last bus? Oh, that's right. Like over 100. <laughs> yeah. And the likes that I get aren't even really telling of the number of people that read my shit because there's a lot of people that can't like it because it is inflammatory or they might get fired or they might like that's it, people are so annoying with that. There's people that actually will look to see who liked shit so that they cannot like that person over it, liking my post. And that's also like how if you post a video now like on Facebook or on Instagram like where like you get a certain amount of likes but you can see how many people watched it. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, it's like the, how many people are viewing your post? Yeah, it's and it's ex- the exact same thing because yeah, you like you know my view my videos don't have a lot of views. I really didn't work on my YouTube a, a lot, and now I'm not really paying attention to it because it's not really the most popular. Mm-hmm. platform right now you know what i mean like so it's more important to concentrate on other things like actually uploading directly to facebook or um instagram or snapchat like those are more where it's at now so like you know it wouldn't make a lot of sense in my opinion to dedicate a lot of time to fi- youtube even though i do update it oh my fucking god i love your snapchat posts that you like i don't have a snapchat but whenever you post that shit on facebook I fucking crack up like the one with you like where you're like at the beach and like you have the sunglasses on and all of a sudden like this splash comes in and there's a shark and you're just eyes are closed like ah (laughs) thank you I really I really worked on that one it only took me like two takes but I was like this is it you know what I mean like I gotta time it right so I was yeah Academy Award (laughs) yeah I need to do a snap (laughs) I haven't done snaps in a little while but yeah was there any part of the story that I didn't like make clear or i think or do you think that no i may i think you got to it i mean it only took you an hour yeah <laughs> <laughs> i told you i'd be my own guest today like I, i'm our guest this is the part and this is the way everybody listening needs to know and you know i already told you this like a while back like this is the way our podcast is designed Mm-hmm. If nobody, if we don't end up bringing anybody in, it, some weeks maybe we won't want to have a guest. Some weeks we don't, you know, we get canceled on or whatever. I want this podcast to be able to work just us chatting. Yeah. You know, and that was a big enough thing. And I know people have been asking about it and they want to know. So there's the whole story right there. And to wrap the story up, the truth is I don't want any problems. I prefer that me and Kim just go back to not knowing each other because again bringing up rachel mack i mean you were the one that saw her i was there in that both nights like i was mm-hmm. there at the karma lounge and i also saw it at a fucking corks lounge on a wednesday night and like you went up to her and you're like hey can i talk to you outside yeah and, like even though everyone like in the corks lounge saw what happened everyone just went from inside the room watching comedy to like shifting outside to the smoke patio <laughs> yeah and we just all had a circle i was included i'm not even gonna lie but we're all just going like what the fuck is gonna happen like, <laughs> are they gonna trope blows or are they gonna fucking <laughs> to her credit she was very and i would not hit a woman you know what i mean like so it's yeah. not like that kind of situation but it's just like you know there is a point because rachel mack and this will just be really quick um, Rachel Mack, I just told, talked to her like what she is. She's a respectable girl when it comes down to it. I know you're a raise better than this. Don't try to bully another grown man. I know you work with kids. They might have rubbed off on you. You might think that's the way to behave, but that's not what it is. And she was like, no, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to come off that way. And one day we'll talk about the full Rachel Mack story because, you know, you were there for the first when it was really disrespectful. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so that was just like, you know, after her being disrespectful for a while. And the same kind of thing, trying to mean girl me. And it's like, what are you doing right now? Yeah. And I never understood that in the sense that, like, you both knew the same comics that you guys were both getting booked. Like, for example, Steve Hernandez at the Chatterbox. I love Steve, and everybody knows that. Right. And, like, she would always get booked by him. And, like, it's just like, they're friends. And, like, you guys are friends. And it's just like, it was always like, it didn't make sense as to why she would have such ill hatred towards you. These people make an opinion of me based off of social media and then they act like I'm supposed to know that they're mad. I don't know. You read that. I'm not paying attention to you like that. And OK, we're going over time, but this doesn't even matter. <laughs> um, like and to bring it up, like there are certain comics that I've even encountered when you're around. Like it's just like they come up to you and they pretend to know you. Yeah. But then you're just like, I'm sorry, who are you? Yeah. 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 And I don't even like like really that's not the way I ever say it to them. Like just, you know, mid conversation. Like, you know, at some point I'll just be like, you know, I'm terrible with names. I'm sorry. Or I for you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, but like. Yeah, it's like I don't know you and you're talking to me like you do know me and in some cases having strong emotions about me. Yeah. Where it's just like I like you hate me, but until right now, I didn't even know you existed. Yeah. Steven Briggs, who's been doing the time half the time you have. Like he's been on the scene half the time you have been. 
And it's just like he's getting popular now to the point where like a lot of people come up to him and like, hey, man, remember me? And he's like, no, I don't. Yeah. Uh, and that's <laughs> Too another many one. Faces. I love Stephen Briggs. He's great. He's a nice guy. But yeah, it, like he's in a similar position where it's like, you know, people but like most people, fortunately for him, really like him. Right. He's a more positive guy or comes off as more positive, you know, like to social media and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, my point is, fuck everybody. <laughs> wasn't that our point a couple weeks ago remember it was like uh it was Tamara, i think what he was saying that you know oh that's right that everybody needs to like and you're like no fuck everybody so we're mixed and whatever else but yeah no um i'm glad that i was able to tell this story i hope it sounds good to the listeners out there um i appreciate you being my sidekick zach anytime uh, yeah, I just hope you and Kim settle it. As far as I'm concerned, it's settled. She'll never get my energy again. That's one thing I will promise you. Once I, like, get into it with somebody like that, then it's like, you know, there's no reason for us to argue anymore or anything like that. And, like, from here on out, she's welcome to mad dog me as much as she wants, and I'm just not going to acknowledge it or even, like, give it any energy at all. It's just done as far as I'm concerned. I can't be a part of anybody else's sickness. Like, if you feel like you hate me like that over something that happened on social media, then maybe that's something you need to work out in therapy or something like that. But I'm, I'm bowing out. I can't continue to get into it with people just because they have feelings and I don't. Your hole has been punched. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> I'm Ty Rivera. I can be reached at tyrivera.com or America's favorite fag.com. Uh, so it's Zach Elk and Zach Elk on Facebook. Okay, so so it's Zach Elk on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Okay, at so it's Zach Elk. S O I T S Z A C E L K. Yes. Yes. So um, that's us, and thank you for listening, whoever listens. <laughs> <laughs>